Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom He died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the Scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the Word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not, in Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Hello, Saints. Todd Tomasella with SafeGardenerSoul.com. I wanted to ask you a question today, and that would be, did Jesus ever instruct his disciples, that would include us, to go make disciples? Go make disciples. Does that ever appear in Scripture? Holy Scripture is the King James Bible exclusively for the English-speaking people. If you want to find out more about that, go to SafeGuardYourSoul.com and go to the category Bible Versions Issue. Does the Bible, again, ever say, go make disciples? Well, go to the King James Bible online or the E-Sword version, which I love personally. It's an amazing study tool. And see if you can find the term, go make disciples, in the King James Bible. Well, you're not going to find it. A number of years ago, I searched for it because we often hear that we're to go make disciples. And let me just say up front, I'm not saying that's a pure heresy and you're a false teacher if you teach that. I believe this is just for instructional and perfect doctrine, constructive talk here for us to consider. I'm open to any input uh, where I may not be seeing this correctly. My email address is info at safeguardyoursoul.com. Consider Jesus not once said, go make disciples. That's his work, not ours. Jesus makes disciples as someone chooses of their own free will upon being convicted by the Holy Ghost and the Word of God because of their own sin, falls upon the mercy of God, puts their trust in Christ in repentance and surrender, and is born again. They choose to be His disciple, as Ezekiel talks often about. We all have an individual relationship with the Lord. We don't have a relationship with the Lord through someone else. In fact, God forbids that. In Ezekiel, I believe it's chapter 3, chapter 18, he talks about the fathers will not give account for the sons, and the sons will not give account for the fathers, but every man shall bear his own burden in judgment. And that is a clear example of how the Lord has an individual relationship with a man or a woman or a child, and that's the only way he does it. But becoming a disciple of Christ is left to the responsibility of the individual as he hears the Word of God to repent and follow Christ, he becomes Christ's disciple. It's not our responsibility to somehow talk people into following Christ or harangue them or manipulate them or convince them. That's the job of the Holy Ghost, who is God Almighty. And again, as the individual hears and obeys the Word of God, Jesus makes them his disciple. It's a false burden, which is a term Jeremiah used in Lamentations 2.14. That's interesting. I want you to meditate upon that. False burden. He's talking about how false prophets put false burdens 
comes on people. He says this, Thy prophets, that is, the false leaders, have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered or exposed thine iniquity to turn away thy captivity, but have seen for thee false burdens and causes of banishment. Lamentations 2.14 We see today with many leaders today that claim to be representing Christ who don't expose the sins of God's people so that they can repent and be delivered and come out of that captivity, that bondage to the sin that they're caught up in through a real abiding, born-again relationship, spirit-filled relationship with Christ. But yet we see those same leaders burdening people and giving them false obligation and what Jeremiah calls false burdens, false burdens. They send them forth to do things that were never instructed, were never instructed by the Lord to do in his word. Amen. And this could be one of them. This could fit into that category. Again, I'm not saying you're a false teacher or a heretic if you use the term go make disciples, but I do believe that we should reconsider it in light of all of scripture and consider that it does not appear in Holy Scripture. I haven't used that term in years after I discovered that it doesn't appear in the King James Bible. Now, it does appear in the Vatican corrupted versions of the Bible. That's what the new versions are. Again, safeguardyoursoul.com and, and you can click on the right side. There's a category drop down arrow button and you click on that and just hit B and go to Bible versions issue. You will find a wealth of information that will probably, well, it will definitely, if you fear God even a little bit, make your jaw hit the ground to see these fake news, sissy Bible versions that have invaded the land in this last day, causing the prophesied great falling away. Go make disciples. Again, it's just another Vatican corruption of God's word in the new versions. Jesus said this, and this is the, the actual text that the new versions, the demonic new version translators used to come up with this term, go make disciples. Here it is, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach, key, teach all nations, teach them. You preach and teach and warn, Colossians 1, 28. And God does the rest in the hearts of those who are willing and obedient, Isaiah 1, 18 through 20. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the lamb. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. That is, you'll come under the divine judgment now and throughout eternity in hell if you do not obey, willingly obey the Lord. Isaiah 1, 18 through 20. So Jesus says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. He didn't say make disciples. That's where they insert this term, make disciples. See, and that puts an undue false burden on believers today. This should set you free, my friend. It's not your responsibility to go try to make somebody follow Jesus. That would be the definition of making a disciple, right? That's God's responsibility and his duty, and that's what he does, not you and I. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them, there it is, again, to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. Huh. In other words, go forth and do, what did Paul say? He echoed that, preach the word, just preach the word. And then he said, the time will come, and that's the day we live in for sure, that some will not endure sound doctrine. See, it's their choice, not yours, for them. You 
can't even make the decision to follow Jesus for your own children or for your parents. You can only make that decision for yourself. There are no grandchildren in the kingdom of God. So we're to teach all nations. We're teach. We're to go forth and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. We're to teach them, but they have to choose to follow and obey Jesus. That's an individual choice. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So he tells us again here that he's with us. He's moving through the word, his word, his pure word being preached by his spirit. And he will quicken men and draw men to him. And if they're willing, they will repent and they will become his disciples. Jesus sent his disciples to teach the full counsel of the word of God, just as Paul did when he said, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God, all of it. This is a passage that is one of the most important passages in the whole Bible on these last days, Acts 20, 20 through 32. And you will see that Paul begins speaking of how he would not, he's talking to the Ephesian elders. He held back nothing that was profitable unto them. In other words, he gave them, he disclosed the full counsel of the word of God. Verse 20, I believe we need a 2020 vision, saints. Verse 27, I'm just skipping over this and hitting a couple of highlights. Again, it's Acts 20, 20 through 32. Verse 27, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. There it is. The full counsel of the whole of the Bible. It takes a whole Bible to make a whole disciple. Verse 32, he commends them to God and to the word of God, the word of his grace, which is able to do what? Build you up and give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. That's an individual choice. Joshua 24, 15, choose you this day whom you will serve. And that's an individual choice. It's up to the individual to hear God's word with a humble heart, to repent and to obey God and follow Jesus, denying themselves, taking up the cross and following him individually and alongside the body. And there can be examples. We can be an example to other believers. We'll get to that in just a minute, but it's not our responsibility to make anyone follow Jesus. This truth also prevents wolves from making disciples of themselves and after themselves instead of after Christ. That goes on in the modern church galore, and we all know that. We've got a couple of posts and their chapters in, I believe it's the Deceivers and False Prophets Among Us book called The Doctrine and Deeds of the Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans. Jesus said he hated their deeds and he hated their doctrine. Revelation 2, 6 and 15. And Nicolaitans. That's two words compounded, put together. Nico means conquer. Laetanes means the laity. This is a grave danger that we must be aware of, where men take control of other men's lives. That is pure witchcraft. And we discussed that thoroughly in Deceivers and False Prophets Among Us. That's a book. You can get it on Amazon or safeguardyoursoul.com. You know, 2 Corinthians one twenty four. Paul said, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy. For by faith, that is, in God, ye stand. There it is again, the individuality, the individual priesthood, the individual independent relationship of the individual believer with Christ. Now, that may also makes him member of the body of Christ. But, he, you know, we don't get saved by this pagan, demonic, Catholic confirmation where the whole eighth grade class supposedly starts to follow Christ. You know, that's just like, when it, who was it, Nero or Constantine, trying to remember who that was, that declared the Roman Empire as Christian. That does not happen in the kingdom of God. It started off pagan, and it 
still pagan and antichrist and always will be and going to be destroyed in one hour, according to Revelation 18. That's not New Testament Christianity. The individual, when Jesus called his disciples, he called them individually. You can see that in the Gospels. We don't have dominion over anyone else's faith. We can help their joy. We can encourage and exhort them. We can preach the word to them. We can rebuke them and all these other things, but we cannot force them to follow Jesus. And if they don't, we're to go the other way and we're to reject them. We are to count them. You know, Paul talks about in Thessalonians, you know, still count if they're out of the will of God, it's out of order. We can count them as brethren, but we are not to condone what they're doing. Now we command you, Paul wrote, Second Thessalonians 3, 6, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition received of us. All right. So in his all-encompassing wisdom, the Lord foresaw all these things. And if we obey his word, his wisdom, he protects us and he protects us from other mere men ruling over us in an undue fashion. Again, that's witchcraft. When you begin to dominate or manipulate somebody's will, personal will that God gave them. This comes, I believe, under the false burdens of Jeremiah that he spoke of, as I mentioned earlier. And he warns about false leaders who put false burdens on people, false obligations. Lamentations 2.14. We need to leave everybody else alone. And I don't know about you, but keeping my own life in order and on the straight and narrow is a full-time job. God doesn't like busybodies. He talks about that in the book of Peter, 1 Peter, I believe. So it seems to me that we simply teach the Word of God. And He brings the fish, if you will, as we preach under the anointing of the Spirit, preach the Word. He brings the fish in, into His boat, His kingdom, and cleans them up, sanctifies them, and makes them His disciples as they choose to follow Him. It would seem to further confirm Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 3, 6-9 when Paul said, I have planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Who gives the increase? Who brings people into his kingdom? God does. And I believe we'll find all kinds of scripture that we already know that confirm these things. Now, verse 8, he that planteth and he that watereth are one. In other words, we're mere men, servants of Christ. And every man shall receive of his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. We're God's, not man's husbandry and building. Paul told the Corinthians, as we close here, he told the Corinthians to follow him as he followed Christ, right? So he was an example to them, yet not burdened with the responsibility to make them follow Jesus or make disciples of them. 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Paul was an example. That's good. If you're following Christ, others can see that example as the light of Christ shines in and through your life. As you deny yourself, take up your cross and follow Jesus every day and the resurrection glory and grace and power of Christ who is the resurrection and the life raises you up. People are going to see that. They're going to be inspired by it and want to follow Jesus. Others are going to persecute you but true people that turn to Christ people that know the Lord are going to be inspired by that. You're an example of them. That's 1 Corinthians 11 1 Philippians 3 17. Paul writes this brethren be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example we are to be examples to the believers in word and conversation and charity and spirit, faith and purity. First Timothy chapter four, verse 12 tells us one more. Second Corinthians three, nine.
9 tells us, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. Again, Paul is our example. And Christ, 1 Peter 4.1 and 2.23, I believe it is, is our ultimate example. We see that in this New Testament scriptures. An example is different than trying to make somebody do something. You can inspire people. They will be inspired, I should say, as you follow Christ. And that's good. But as far as having the burden of having to go make disciples, I don't believe that's our responsibility at all. God bless you, friends. If you want to talk about this, info at safeguardyoursoul.com. God bless you, friend. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're Your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.